The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spa, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Webmaster Radio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm your host, Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, some insights and inspiration from Forrester. You may know Forrester. They do a ton of trend watching. And they had a little bit of information on building a successful brand in the 21st century. And I'm not going to get into tons of detail because, you know, if they figured out how to build a successful brand in the 21st century, they shouldn't be giving them away for free, right? But um, we all know that as consumers today, we're more informed than ever before. We can go online. Uh, we can voice our opinions directly to uh, companies. We can let companies know what we need and what we expect. And we really do expect more from brands. And Forrester is saying, you know, now more than ever, it's tough to build a brand in the 21st century. And, and a lot of people do struggle to keep up with tons of changing consumer needs and higher expectations. So Forrester uh, went to the people in the know, the CMO and marketing leadership uh, team. Um, it's a research team that they have um, creating a playbook on how to successfully build that brand. Um, you know, there are a couple of just really key steps. One, you've got to discover why, as a marketing leader, if you're a CMO or someone in charge of marketing at your company, you have to adapt your brand to consumers' higher standards. And so, you know, that means you're going to have to invest in building that brand. It's no longer good enough just to put out a product. Um, consumers buy brands. They buy relationships with brands. Uh, Forrester is also saying, based on their CMO and marketing leadership research team, that you have to plan for new brand experiences across all consumer touch points. You can't just be in one place. It's not good enough just to have your product on a store shelf. You have to be in all places where your consumer might be able to learn about your brand. So you need to um, have a roadmap to get you there. And then you have to act to energize the whole organization toward what they're calling the brand's true north. Um, that really requires all hands on deck. Everybody has to be singing off the same hymnal. And you have to share best practices of brands uh, who are already really doing a great job so far. And then optimizing the brand experience. And you have to monitor your brand health. As it just goes without saying, you, you need to understand where you are in the brand building trajectory and understand that it is a long-term commitment. 
So our approach profile today is the gym god, excuse me, the gym bag goddess, not the gym god, but the gym bag goddess. Um, and you'll find out why I actually pulled this first profile today when we get to our guest. This is a woman who's very fitness oriented who sees health and wellness as a duty for herself and her family. She's very athletic. She participates in sporting events. She goes running. She goes to the gym. She's married with kids um, and has, you know, about a $62,000 a year income. There's more than 2 million of these women meeting age of 44. They're married part-time workers um, and college grads. They're active, energetic, seek out adventure. They work out at least three times a week. They're interested in fashion and actually look at fashion magazines to help guide what they buy. Um, each season they do go out and buy the latest fashions and they do pursue change and variety. They just switch things up because they can and they're interested in that. They consider themselves very, very practical. Um, you know, price does influence what they purchase. They're looking for special deals. They shop different stores to get the best price. Um, they consider themselves actually very religious. Their faith is very uh, important to them, and they, they are very ethical. Um, they, you know, feel like it's a duty for companies to act ethically. They volunteer. They'll pay more for environmentally friendly products. And they do indulge their kids. I don't know what parent doesn't these days. Uh, when it comes to reaching this woman, uh, they're reading, as I said, a lot of magazines. So Women's Health, Ladies Home Journal, Shape are all top ones, including Fitness and Self. Uh, they're looking at HGTV, the E! Um, Network, Discovery Channel, Travel Channel are all big ones. And online, you know, they're looking at CoolSavings.com. Um, they're on Amazon and eBay and FamilyFund.com as well. At retail, they're shopping Macy's and Herbergers and Kohl's, and they're driving Honda, Toyota, and Chevys. So uh, coming up, an entrepreneur who's also very athletically minded who created a product when she couldn't find one that worked. And she actually took it all into her own hands and launched it into the marketplace. But how do you launch a niche product into the marketplace uh, when you have a shoestring budget? We're going to be hearing from Jennifer Lesher, the founder of Squeet, when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Are you losing money because of a poorly designed website? Frustrated by low conversion rates on your online campaigns? Then come to Conversion Conference East 2012. Rasco here for WebmasterRadio.fm inviting you to Conversion Conference East 2012, October 9th and 10th in my backyard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Learn strategies used by the world's top conversion, usability, and testing experts to turn more clicks into customers. Immerse yourself in two days of interactive learning from 33 breakout sessions and three incredible keynotes from landing page optimization guru Tim Ash, conversion scientist Brian Massey, and the brain lady Susan Weinshank. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 10% discount on your pass. When you register online at conversionconference.com with the promo code WMFM. Don't be left out. Join us at Conversion Conference East 2012, October 9th through 10th in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Go to conversionconference.com or click on the Conversion Conference logo on the WebmasterRadio.fm website now. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time WebmasterRadio.fm, keeping you out of rush hour traffic. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to the show. Joining me today is Jennifer Lesher, founder of Squeak. It's a product made of natural ingredients, and it's also a product that you may not know that you really need. Jennifer, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, before we get into all the ins and outs of, of your product that you created from the ground up, tell us what Squeet is. Squeet is an all-natural, soap-free uh, water bottle cleaner. It cleans and deodorizes plastic, aluminum, stainless steel, and glass reusable water bottles without any residual film or aftertaste. It's a wonderful thing. I've tried it. It works really, really well. And in fact... My husband does all pretty much all the dishwashing in my household, luckily, and he told me that he really, really liked it. So thank you for providing me a little sample. Uh, so I can speak from personal experience, but so can you. I know you're a triathlete, you're a mom of two, and I know that you really kind of created this product because, you know, just truly out of kind of how you were living your life, your personal experience and need, am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was training for my first half Ironman, and I was on a long training ride and ended up with two soapy water bottles, which if you use soap in water bottles, you actually have a um, – the soap is made with a surfactant, which adheres to plastic and uh, glass and all that to allow food to slip off and clean better, which is what soap does. It cleans, you know, your dishes. So with plastic, it was a vessel that you're drinking out of. Um, you really don't want that surfactant on there because you're actually getting bits and pieces of detergent in each sip that you're, you're drinking from. So um, I was on this ride with water that tasted like soap, and 
um, at the time we were living in Northern California, and on these rides, you're miles from anywhere. So unfortunately, I had to drink my water. Um, but after coming off my ride, I decided, you know, there's got to be something out there that is soap-free, that is easy to use and good for the environment and good for you, and I could not find anything. So I ended up creating Squeet, and um, it, again, is residual-free, soap-free, and um, good, good for the environment, and should there be any left over in your bottle, it's, it's not going to kill you. Oh, I can't even imagine, A, doing an Ironman, so congrats there. <laughs> but then on top of that, you had to drink soapy water. Oh, my gosh, that's, just, that's yeah. not right. Yeah. And luckily, I mean, yeah, and luckily a lot of people who do do that, you end up having dysentery. <laughs> right, so. you get sick, for sure. You will, well, and I yeah. hope. People can also get sick from not washing their bottles, and it may be something that we just frankly don't think of very much, that you really do need to be washing those bottles, don't don't you? You do. You know, um, any especially those sip-top bottles, anything your hand is touching and you touch the top of the sip bottle, it's going right back into your water bottle, unfortunately. And even, all those contaminants go in, and um, the worst, actually, is your to be blunt, is your backwash. It's your own saliva that goes back and forth in, into your water bottle. And those water bottles, you, you take them everywhere with you and you leave them in your car. Warm, moist environments is the best breeding ground for bacteria. So yeah. any time you have a bottle, you really should be rinsing it out every single day. And then, of course, if you're using any protein or any electrolyte um, mixes in there, you want to get those out as fast as possible. Oh, you make it sound so gross, and it is. It's totally gross. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and all of us it's have done gross. it. And I know we have. I know people listening today, raise your hand. We've all we've all left, you know, a reusable water bottle in our car and then, and then you know, been drinking out of it afterwards. But, you know, it is a trend that it's not even a trend anymore. I, I, I know people are very concerned about using plastic bottles and what it's doing to landfills and all of that. And so... Clearly, they're turning to reusable water bottles, and I'm sure that Squeet's probably kind of latched onto that trend, right? Oh, definitely. You know, I think more and more people are aware of just the huge carbon footprint that um, disposable water bottles create, not only in the manufacturing and the transportation of disposable bottles, but also in the lack of recycling that happens with those. Um, it's gotten to a point where major cities, uh, Chicago and San Francisco, have both banned plastic water bottles within government facilities in that they cannot provide them for meetings, they cannot buy them, they're not available for those for the government's um, uh, facilities to, to use. Um, jumping on that also have been major um, universities, colleges, campuses, which have completely banned the sale of water bottles on campuses so you're not allowed to get them through vending machines. Um, and they're actually now implementing, at their own cost, refill stations, which is brilliant. You know, we've got the best water in the world coming from our tap. And to not be using that and drinking that daily and thinking you need to be buying, quote, unquote, purified water is, is ridiculous. So uh, the university campuses are now um, having filling stations at at their uh, water, uh, I'm sure people have seen them, at the, at the drinking fountains to allow students to obviously carry water with them at all times. Yeah, so smart, really. I mean, and I, I think that we've kind of been lulled into 
the the quote unquote need to use these purified water, and it's just really not the case. And I know launching a new product to the marketplace is always challenging, even when it's leveraging a trend. And, and clearly, you have a core audience like yourself, a triathlete who's out there who could use the product. I know you're a former creative director. You know a thing or two about advertising. I'm curious how you approached really launching Squeet to the Marketplace. You know, it's very different when you're using your own money than when you're using your client's <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah, very different. So, it is, it is. And the budgets are quite a bit smaller than that, too. Um, so, you know, we, we really looked at not only a Squeet, a new product, but the category unto itself, a water bottle cleaning product is a new product. So we had a couple of hurdles, or a new category, I should say. We had a couple of hurdles we had to, you know, um, to dump over in educating people on, yes, you need to clean your water bottles. And when you do clean it, you need to use, you know, the fabulous product called Squeet. Um, and, of course, we need to do it in, ec- in an economical way with, you know, a smaller budget and, um, and all that. So we did a lot of grassroots on, on the on the uh, battlefields ourselves, we started off at the time we were in Northern California, and we would go to major biking events, my family, all carrying samples of squeeze, and we would hand it out to all the bikers and all the vendors, and from that we ended up um, getting some really great contacts in the biking world. And bikers are, are an extremely tight-knit group of people, and once you can get into into that group, you kind of have your in. So through that, we were able to um, get access to a lot of the bike shops in Northern California and able to stock our products through that. Through that. So that kind of, that kind of was our, our, our way in. And from there, we ended up doing a lot of goodie bags and events from tries, um, marathons, endurance runs, the crazy people who run 50, 60 miles a day and then do it again the next weekend. <laughs> mm. um, so a lot of those events, uh, we've been doing a lot of goodie bags and from that, getting Getting the word out. You know, I think with Squeak, you really need to sample it. And um, and then once you realize, oh, man, it's easy, it works great, i got to have it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Getting it in people's hands and getting them to actually open it and use it, right? So not just yes. putting it in the goodie bag, but getting them to take the next step to actually use it. And I know when we were talking, you know, the goodie bags ended up being a really great tactic for you. But it wasn't a quick turn, was it? No, you know it's not. You know, I think um, there's something with, with new products. You really have to have multiple exposure. And at least with Squeet, we've been finding that. You know, we we do a couple of events. We're like, you know, where's our bump? Where's our bump in sales? And it, it wasn't happening. But then as we did more and more goodie bags, and we found out our, our customers actually are the ones that do multiple events and would be getting our sample in multiple goodie bags, after and I don't know if it was that they didn't try it the first time, but then they kept on seeing it, and then then they ended up trying it. Those are the the, the people that was coming in and and purchasing it, and you know going on the website and and making making purchases and saying, I came across your product and I loved it. So it it really was a slow burn, um, but we we still do um, sampling in in um, goodie bags, and it's cr- crazy how many events there are throughout the nation. You know every year w- with all the thing and um, marathons and yeah, tons of activities. So, Jen, clearly, I mean, after they've seen it in their goodie bags over and over again, they finally get around to trying it. And once people try it, as you say, you know, they realize that it works. 
And I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting, of course, that they probably go out and they buy it again. I'm curious what you do to stay in front of those people to ensure Squeet stays top of mind. You know, that's that's a hard that's the hard part. I have to say, you know, we're we're still trying to figure that that out the, the best way to handle that. Um, I think it's I think products walk a really fine line between coming across as helpful and then coming across as spammy. You know, we have all this access to email and um, banner ads and and Twitter and, and Facebook and all that. And I think you have to be really uh, respectful of what you say and how you say it and how many times you say it. Um, we do have great loyal, loyal fans of Squeeze, and we really want to keep our fans um, liking the product and not only liking it, but becoming advocates of Squeeze. And to do that, I think there has to be a a very respectful um, approach between us and them in that um, we don't abuse it. So I can't say we're doing it fabulous right now. I think we could probably do it better, but we are still trying to figure that out. I think I think a lot of companies are trying to figure that out. It's such a new – it's still a new medium. And um, some people do it great and some people don't. And when you don't do it, for some reason that sticks more than I think – when you do 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 it great because that is it's a more naturalness to that. So yeah. we're hoping we we can we can do this in a way that is um, a positive versus a negative. I guess. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think companies really do try to figure that magic combination out, right? Of how do I stay in touch with my customer but not too in their face? Um, you know, I don't want to just feel like I'm a transaction to them, right? And exactly. and it's exactly. more relationship driven, you know? And it is. Right. It's we have so many tools today to be in front of that customer as you said, and yet we don't want to abuse it. And it is. It's something I think you have to know your target, right? You have to know your audience and how they like to be communicated with and be respectful of that. I think you you definitely your approach is absolutely right on. We've been talking today about how you launch a brand new product, really in a new category, which is what you've done with Squeet, and how do you propel that product into the hearts and minds of consumers. And I'm I'm curious how you plan to expand your audience from you know, your loyal core users to other potential purchasers of the product. Well, right now we're we're obviously going towards the athlete, um, regardless if, if it's the weekend warrior or the you know the hardcore athlete. Um, we our next target that we're lo- looking toward is the eco friendly and the uh, mommy markets. I think there's so many people. I think everyone nowadays walks around with a water bottle. I think that next to your cell phone and your purse for at least a woman, you have a water bottle with you at almost at all times. So. Now we're looking towards those those markets, people who carry reusable water bottles, and the ones who have kids that use reusable water bottles for school or um, their activities and, and all that. So that unto itself, I think, is a larger market and um, something that we need to be tapping into. Yeah, clearly, I think as you said, those athletes. They're the heart of the marketplace for you, it sounds like. But you're right. So many of us use water bottles. And um, to your earlier point that you made before, I think many of us don't even know we need to be cleaning them as religiously as we do. So, yeah, part educating the need for the product and then introducing the product. So you kind of have a a one-two punch there. 
Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. We're going to have to wrap it up, but I so appreciate you being on the show today and telling everyone about Squeet and really how to launch a new product in a new category because that is not easily done for sure. Um, wish you the best of luck, and thanks again for being on the show. Thank you so much. I had a great time. And by the way, everybody, if you want to know more about Squeet, check out squeakclean.com. You can learn more about the product. You can also order it from there as well. And thanks to George, my producer, for another great show. Join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm.